So here it is. First Sunday night of the fair and you get me. You came anyway. God bless you. Chris Latier, would you open us in prayer, please? Amen. You may be seated. In the book of James, the first chapter, look at one particular scripture and we'll open with it. Verse 22 in the first chapter of James says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Be doers of the word. There are two kind of people that come to church. We have doers and we have hearers only. And I don't know where you're at in that, but I pray that God shows you today, tonight, the, the importance of His Word in your life. We are, we are living in a day where the Word of God is not only challenged, it is just left behind. It is ignored. It is disputed. Uh, we're in a scary day. It, all that stuff's happening not on TV, but in the church. Pe people are now asking, well, is this real? Uh, turn to 2 Kings 5. We're going to look at a life and the importance of, of the Word of God. It's a great honor to come up here. A great honor, especially when I know what I am, who I am, and what I'm made of, and all the stuff that goes inside, goes on inside of me. It is an honor. Verse 1, Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. I, I found myself on a computer earlier today. I just... I want to read up on lepers, uh, leprosy. Uh, I, I looked at two or three different sites of leper colonies. And we read this, and he was a mighty man of valor, but he was just a leper, and we can read that so fast. Uh, the lepers that I, I looked at that it showed on YouTube, most of them uh, had uh, a lot of fingers missing. Their, their toes were gone. Leprosy just eats away. So to say he was a mighty man of valor but a leper is a big thing. I don't know how the two have gone together. I don't know what stage he was at, but many lepers are blind. It just The leper colonies, if you ever get a chance, and it told me beforehand, just beware because this is graphic content. Uh, it shows flies going in wounds and living and coming out. A leper is a big thing being a leper. And the Syrians had gone back on raids and brought back captives, a young girl from the land of Israel. She waited on Naaman's wife. Then she said to her mistress, if only my master were with the prophet who was in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. And Naaman went in and told his master, saying, thus and thus said the girl who's from the land of Israel. Then the king of Syria said, go now and I'll send a letter to the king of Israel. So he departed took with him ten talents of silver, ten thousand shekels of gold, and ten changes of clothing. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which said, Now be advised, when this letter comes to you, 
I've sent Naaman my servant to you that you may heal him of his leprosy. And it happened when the king of Israel read the letter that he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and make alive that this man sends a man to me to heal him of his leprosy? Therefore, please consider and see how he seeks a quarrel with me. So it was when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, that he sent to the king saying, Why have you torn your clothes? Please let him come to me and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. I love his attitude. This is someone who's pretty sure of his God, wouldn't you say? You send him to me. He's going to find out there's a prophet in Israel. Then Naaman went with his horses and chariots, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elijah sent a messenger to him saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. Now let me just ask you, if you were a leper, it doesn't say whether he had any digits missing or not. Leprosy is an ugly thing. If someone told you that you had leprosy, wouldn't you think you would just go do what he said? But folks are folks everywhere. He was a commander, and I, I think you're seeing a little bit of pride here. But Naaman became furious and went, went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, He'll surely call out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, wave his hand over the place, and heal the leprosy. I just want to tell you that you and I are like Naaman that we oftentimes have preconceived notions of God. We form them in our mind. What He should be like, what He should be doing, how He should be answering our prayers. And when it doesn't happen, we like Naaman can get a real attitude. But Lord, how come this had to happen? Why didn't that? And how? God says, I just want you to obey my word. Mind you, all this is going on while he still hasn't done what God said to do. Here's his argument. Are not Abana and far part of the rivers of Damascus much better than the waters of all Israel? Can I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and he went away in a rage. And I cannot count the times when pastor has given a message and people have been upset when they hear the word of God and argue. Ed will do quite a bit of marriage counseling. Daryl will do counseling. I'll do some counseling. Pastor will do counseling. It is amazing how many people will ask for counsel and then won't do it. Hearers of the word, but not doers. It's amazing how many there are. And I, I hope you and I are not in that category and not hearers only because the, the big thing is we deceive ourselves. I think it'd be one of the most awful things as you and I stood in that line on Judgment Day and got there and all we could have was a mirror to look at ourselves and say, tricked you. But he said, if we, if we just hear the Word and we don't do it, we deceive ourselves. Does that scare anyone else besides me? Everyone here is hearing. But are we doing the Word of God? And his servants, thank God for servants. His servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more than when he says to you, wash and be clean. So he went down 
dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Hello. God said, just do what I say to do. It doesn't matter if it makes sense to you. We trust in the Lord with all of our heart. We don't lean on our own understanding, right? Our own understanding, unless yours is different than mine, is very, very limited. He's God. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. They're much higher. All He wants us to do is obey His Word. He returned to the man of God, he and all his aides, and came and stood before him and said, Indeed, now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Now, therefore, please take a gift from your servant. But he said, As the Lord lives before whom I stand, I will receive nothing. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. Can you see the change in this man? All of a sudden, his attitude is different, is it not? After obedience, his attitude changed. Before he did what God said, he had an attitude. Why can't I do this? I know a lot better place to do that. And finally, when he obeyed the word of God, did you see what a great change came upon? Now, now I know there's a God. There's things that happen when we are obedient to the word of God. We, we love Isaiah 1.18. It says, come let us reason together, though our sins be as scarlet. What's it say? They'll be white as snow, though they be red as like crimson, they shall be as wool. But if we read on, the next verse says, if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with a sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Doers of the word. Not here, doers of the word. And you and I have to have God tell us. Because we can say, heck yes, I'm a doer. I, it'd be better to ask God. He knows the heart. God, am I really a doer or am I just a hearer? Am I deceiving myself? You understand how serious this is? It's bad enough to be tricked by someone else, but to trick yourself? Jeremiah 10. We're going to jump around a little bit. Not physically, but I suppose that'd be all right, but I'm so thankful for the Word of God. I was a young man in the Lord. I was a young man when our, the second oldest of our four was diagnosed with leukemia. I had not been saved a year. We had lost mom two months before. But I'm telling you, God took this, this baby in Christ and He hits like He forced me into the Word. I found power in the Word. I would sit in children's hospital and I would just suck this up. I would just, just all day long, just take it in. And as I did, uh, I mean, they, they would have IVs hooked up to Benny, and, but I felt like I had my own IV hooked up. It's right here. I, I was getting it. It was pumping life into me. I found out early on as a young man in, in the Lord that if you will take time to get in that Word, you will be amazed at the change. Because if, if you and I 
will be doers of the word, listen to me, I guarantee you one thing, you will flourish. I didn't say you'd be rich. I said you'll flourish. If you will meditate on the word of God and be a doer of the word, you will flourish. No matter what your life, no matter what your checkbook, whatever's going on in your life, you will flourish. It's a guarantee from God. Oh, it is. Jeremiah 10, 23 tells us, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. Can you say amen? It's not. It's not. It is not in man who walks to direct his steps. It's not. That's why the Word of God says, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I, I, all we do is walk in darkness without the Word of God. We make decisions. We we choose spouses. People choose churches. Let's go there. I feel good there. And I would hope you'll be led by the Word of God. Every decision we make, I'm telling you, we're in a crazy day. And you and I have got to have the Word of God inside of us. It, it is insane. I, if, if you come to Sunday school, you will never see another book in there but here. I remember asking the church one day how many would be interested in a Bible study. Most of the church raised their hand. I said, Sunday mornings, 9 o'clock. There's your Bible study. You want a Bible study? If you're really hungry for the Word of God and you want to study the Word of God, come to Sunday school. I don't have all the answers, but I know that right in here does. If you want to grow, come to Sunday school. Come Wednesday night. Study the Word. Study the Word. Second Timothy 4. I love this. <clears throat> I understand that when I'm up here, a lot of times, I'm a broken record. But I want to tell you as a brother in Christ, Brother Chris, this works. This works. This works. You go to Ed, you'll get the same thing. You go to Daryl, you'll get the same thing. Go to Pastor, you'll get the same thing. This does not change. Heaven and earth will pass away, but our words will never pass away. I, I'm telling you, the, the church is on life support because we will not read the Word of God. Marriages suffer because we will not read the Word of God. Second Timothy 4, that was your cue to say amen. Thank you. Verse 1 says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at His appearing at His kingdom. Look what He tells this young evangelist. Preach the Word. Just preach the Word. You come here, you're going to get the Word preached. You come to Sunday school, you get the Word preached. Preach the Word. Be instant. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching for the time will come when they will not endure. In Greek, that word endure means put up with. They will not put up with sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves tears, teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. 
They're not going to put up with sound doctrine. They're not going, they're not going to. We've watched, we've watched parents reason with kids. Tell them about reasoning growing up. We, we, we did not argue with children. We did not... It, it's insane to argue with a child. It is insane. The baby. Ask him, ask him how many timeout chairs we had in our house. I'll help you out. None. The Word of God says, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. But... We'll drive it far from me. Oh my gosh, I, uh, I am just up to here with parents that are too smart for God. No, this, no we, we don't do that. I mean, it's okay. I know every kid's different. You've got to do it your, your own way. and God bless you. But I'm telling you, we've we got to get back to this. Because... The, the, the kids are running. You, you realize this same one you won't take care of as far as uh, fanning their backside, that one day they're going to grow up, the Word of God says, they're going to hate you. They're going to hate you. That if you don't correct them, you hate them. No, we're smarter than God. We, we, we just know this. I, I mean, I just love them too much. My kids never questioned my love for them, I'd hope. And I, I, would, I would tell them uh, before I would get ready to fire them up, said, I, I, I love you. But I have to stand before God one day and give an account of how I've raised you. I have to. I'm not going to say... It would have been so much easier not dealing with it. Isn't it? It takes more time to correct. But God says, if you don't do it, you hate them. You, we've just, we're smarter than God now. We argue with His Word. We say, I know, I mean, that was all right then, but you know, I mean, if they ever catch you doing that, our kids have gotten fanned in Kmart. I make no apology for it. That's because we love them. We love them. It, I, I'll just tell you this. My mom and dad were not saved, but uh, is the only thing probably that kept me out of prison was knowing dad would... How many of you ever... Let me, let me ask you, does this sound familiar anyone? It won't come on last. How many of you ever experienced that sound? It's not the end of the world. You lived. I lived. It's good for us. We never made up anything to spank our kids for. We never. Oh, let's let's uh, let's get this one on Keith tonight. Let's just say he did this. We never had to make up a thing. But we're smarter than God. Look, they're going to turn their ears away from the truth and be turned to fables. And the Word of God says. They're going to have itching ears and they're going to find someone that agrees with them. They're going to heap to themselves teachers. I'm going to find someone that agrees with me. Oh, it goes on in here. 
people have rebelled against God and they'll find someone of the same mind and they'll, they'll hook up with them. Oh, they find each other. They find each other. We had someone come to our house one, one time, had four kids. And they were jumping all on my couch. We bought it. And the parents looked at me and said, we don't believe in spanking. I said, really? Oh, my gosh. Jeremiah 6. Verse 16. Thus says the Lord, Stand in the ways and see and ask for the old paths where the good way is and walk in it. And you will find rest for your souls. But they said, who's got their Bible open? Are you reading that? They said, he said, it's the good way. And I said, no. No, we're not going to. We don't want the good way. Isn't that insane? No. No, we're not going to. He said, all you got to do is ask for those old paths. Like what? Well, like holiness, living for God, repenting, praying, fasting. No, not going to. No, we will not. And so what happens? We pay. Do we not? You go contrary to the Word of God, you will pay. You will pay. God is not mocked. Oh, He's not. Whatever you sow, you reap. I mean... It seems like I go here every time I, I, I preach, but I, I can't stay away from it. even tithing. That's tithing is being obedient to the Word. He said, bring ye all the tithes in the storehouse. But they said, no, nope, I'm going to rob God. I heard it said a long time ago, and I do believe it, everybody tithes. Oh, you do. Everybody tithes. Whether you want to or not. But I promise you, Whoever you are, you have this great faith. Then that's what I've heard. I don't. I, I have great faith. I mean, I pray. I'm an intercessor. I said, well, do you tithe? Well, no. You have you have enough faith to pray, but you don't have enough faith to tithe. You don't know my finances. Well, you don't know mine. We had four kids in five years. You need me to expound on that. He wants obedience. He said, I'll open the windows of heaven for you and I'll pour out a blessing there's not room enough to contain. He said, I found a good way for you to walk in. I said, nope. Nope, can't. Can't do it. And many, many in here will never experience the blessing of God because they will not tithe. Can't afford to. You can't afford not to. You can't afford. You, uh, things go crazy when you tithe too, by the way. They do. But you've got to know that the devourer is getting rebuked. You, you, you've got to be able to eliminate that or everything else comes down the pike. You have to ask yourself, my gosh, is, is this a devil? I saw the funniest bumper sticker said, tithe if you love Jesus, anybody can honk. Jesus said in John 6, 63, the words I speak unto you, they are spirit, they are life. 
the words I'm speaking to you, God said. So tonight, are you hearing? Are you listening? Are you a doer? Do you have your good ears on? I wish I could say I love everything that's in this Word, but I'm telling you what, I don't. But it's still in there. It's still in there. I suppose beets would be good for me, but I've never eaten them. I just, I just, can't, I just can't do it, but they're probably good for me. Onions are probably good for me. Mustard's probably good for me. Mushrooms, I don't know. I still have a problem thinking a fungus is good for me, but some people are crazy about them. Verse 20, Proverbs 4, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them. Look at those next six words. And health to all their flesh. You're, you're telling me that if I do what this says, it'll be healthy for me? God just said that. Did He not? You do it. He said, it will be health to your flesh. I know, but I'm busy. I'm busy. I have... I haven't got time. You don't know my schedule. I'm important. That could be a problem. Psalm 1. <laughs> if I could just see, like they do in the cartoons, got them little things that come up where you can see what people's thinking. I wonder how many people, how many would say, I wish I'd have never come tonight. <laughs> Then you'd see mine and says, I'm glad you did anyway. <laughs> Verse 1, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day or night. Day and night, right? Not day or night, day and night. You hear people say, well, I'm a morning person, I'm an evening person. Well, I do my reading at night. Well, I do my reading. He says, you meditate on this day and night. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. We've got to meditate on the Word of God day and night. I've never known anyone who backslide who would do this, Ever who will meditate on the Word of God. I have never met a person walk away from God who will meditate on His Word day and night. I never met a person in the psych ward going there 15 years that would meditate on the Word of God day and night. Ever. 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 Because that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Trust is faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by this Word. We do everything but this. Look what it says. And He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in a season 
whose leaf also shall not wither. Look at that next verse. And whatever he does shall prosper. Don't be feeling your wallet. It can happen, but it doesn't have to. He said, whatever you do will prosper if you'll meditate on my word on my word day and night. Your marriage will prosper. Your child rearing will prosper. Your job will prosper. God will shine His light through you. The more, the more word you have, the more light. Uh, Psalm 119, 130 says the entrance of thy words gives light. It, gives, it, it just lights you up. You watch someone saturated by the Word of God and light comes out of their eyes. Oh, it does. You cannot fake light. I, I believe it's Isaiah 8.20 says, To the law and to the testimony, if any speak not according to this Word, it is because there is no light in them. Get the light. There's no replacement. There is no plan B, but the church is looking and looking and looking. You can read books. If you read books more than the book, you need to burn your books, regardless of what they are and how good the author is. If something is over superseding the Word of God in your life, you need to get rid of it. Because I'm telling you, the day is coming. It is here. You heard pastor say it this morning. I mean, just the whole thing with the, the money and the in God we trust taking off. It's, it's still yet another step of where we're headed. And you and I have got to have the Word of God inside of us. We've got to have. <clears throat> Verse 4 says, The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. The ungodly. The ungodly are those who are not meditating on the Word of God day and night. He said, that's ungodly to do that. The same argument from everyone. I, I, I just don't have time. I could just cuss right now. We, we have time. How many of you have ever gone a day and said, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't eat. I haven't eaten for three days. I, can't, I, I hate it when I do this. And yet, Jesus said, the words I speak unto you, they're life. Because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Every word. That's how we live. It's no wonder the church is weak. 20-some years when the, when the church started, no one walked through that door without the Word of God. Everyone had their Bible with them. Now, I, I, I know we have phones and iPods and other things I don't know how to use where you can download a, a Bible, but there's nothing like marking up your Bible, checking something and going back. Oh, I know it's on this side over here. It's on this page right here. I, making notes. We're in the, it's, the Word of God is not important to the church anymore. It's sad. It is sad. The ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly. That way, 
What way? Not meditating on the Word of God day and night. That way it's going to perish. I do not have to know your life. I do not have to know your schedule. I know that everyone in this room eats. That I know. I eat. You know why I eat? I make time to eat. It's, it, it, it's, it's a habit. I, I, I open that refrigerator door, I wouldn't know how many times a day. Even when I'm not hungry. I don't have to, I just walk by and I just, it's just a habit. It's like, it's built right in. It's, it's an automatic. You open up the door and see if there's anything in there to eat. Oh, church, we need the Word of God. We need the Word so bad. T- turn to Hebrews 4. We all, everyone could quote this Scripture backwards. I hope I encourage you. I really do. Verse 12, For the Word of God is living, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow. I love this part. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. People who leave the Lord have left the Word first. I'm telling you the truth. People who leave the Lord leave the Word first. And what happens... Their thoughts don't get discerned. I had someone tell me one time, I was in the hospital and the pastor didn't visit me. I said, and your point is? Uh, two other people went up, but not pastor. Well, I, I just think that's for the pastor to do. I said, Show me that. Show me that. Show me in here where it says the pastor is to do visiting. Because that's going right back to Naaman. Well, I thought for sure the pastor would come up and visit me. When God says, sent someone to you to lay hands on you, probably to get healed. And you say, where's the pastor? You know why? Because you've laid this down and there's no discernment. Nothing discerning thoughts. So what happens? People get mad and they leave. I knew they were all like that there. I knew knew that would happen there. They're all like that. Nothing discerning their thoughts. Thy word have I hid in my heart that... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're not to sin against God. It happens when the Word of God, it's living inside of us. It's alive. I was amazed when I was a young Christian. I, I just started really studying this. And I got in Corinthians. All this is while all this was going on with our son when he had leukemia. The enemy would come at me how many of you know the enemy does not play fair? He wants you down. He doesn't care if you're down. He wants you down. And he wants to kick you when you're down 
and make you worse. That's how he operates. He does not play fair, and if you do not have the Word of God inside of you, you will be convinced God is mad at you. Because he'll tell you that. He'll try to tell you your future and he doesn't know it, but you'll buy it. All because we don't have the Word inside of us. We don't have something discerning our thoughts. They come, anything he says, we just bite on it right now. Oh, yeah. They all hate you. If they just knew who you were. I told pastor, I said, if you could ever look inside my heart, you'd never have me up here. But you know what? The same thing goes on in his heart. It goes on in Jody's heart too. It goes on in Debbie's and Justine's heart. Because we all have, we all have wicked hearts. We all have a fallen nature. But something has got to discern those thoughts when we come. And I remember in Corinthians where I, I was reading where the Word of God says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. He said, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I read that one time. I thought, I got to try this. I got to try this. And I was having a fiery dark come. And I'd opened my word up and I got to that scripture in Corinthians and I read that. Bam! Just as soon as I spoke it, that thought was gone. I said, oh my Lord. Good grief. I have just tapped into something here. It's like the light went up. The word works. This word works. Why do we try anything else? The word works. Flash. Lose flash. The word works. We, when we don't live by it and we just listen to it, we deceive ourselves. It works. It works in a marriage. It works. It works. We're in a crazy day. I told Pastor, I said, if you take any given service, if you would just say, I want people in here Stand up who have only been married to each other. You've been married for 10 years and neither of you ever been married before. Just to each other. How many people could stand up? You tell me we don't need the Word of God. You tell me we don't need the Word of God. We're crazy. We're crazy. We do crazy things without the Word of God as our guide. We do crazy things. Could have been your cue to say amen too. We do. I've watched it. I've watched it. I've sat across from people who absolutely ref ask for counsel and say, I, I know, but I, I know, but Pastor and I'd go visiting in the early years, and we go out and uh, Marsh and I and have a squabble or something. Uh, say, what's wrong? I said. Ah, we, we had a little tiff. I, I love this man's wisdom. He said, just go apologize to her and get it over with. <laughs> it worked. It always worked. It's great counsel. It's great counsel. It works. This word works. It works in a marriage. 
Go humble yourself and say, I'm sorry. Even if you don't think it's your fault. Uh -oh. uh, we're on, well, we're on another planet, aren't we? Because us men want to believe we're right when we know darn well most of the time. Well, Jim, you and I know. The Word tells us different. Now, turn to Matthew 4. Verse 1, that Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. I'm sure Jesus was tempted. He was hungry 40 days. We don't... When I'm out there, and it's 11.30, I'm already thinking about Wendy's. I am. And we stopped there on the way home. It's kind of a routine. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. This is how we live. A brother, a sister in Christ, this is how we live. We live by the Word of God. It's how we find life. We're trying to find life in too many other things. There's life that's in this Word. I'm telling you, if you are not one to meditate on this Word day and night, ask God to give you a hunger and a discipline to do it. Say, God, I make time to eat. I got to make time for this. This I can't live by bread alone. This is how I got to live. I got to live by every word that comes out of your mouth. This is where I'm going to find life. This is like a a safety net. It is just a, it's like a safe place to be when you're in this word. There's this wall fire around you. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and he said, If you're the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, Oh, the devil's pretty cool, now he's quoting Scripture. He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they'll bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Is that true? Yes, that's true. That is the Word of God. Jesus said to him, It's written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory, and he said to them, All these I'll give you if you fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and Him only shall you choose. Isn't it amazing that Jesus, who is the Word, is quoting the Word? He, he could have... You remember, He created, because all things were created by Him, right? Jesus created Satan. He didn't create Him to be Satan. He was a fallen angel, but He did create Him, and He's telling to the Creator, are you kidding me? Come on. What nerve. So what's He do as an example? I, I'm saying that to say Jesus could have just he'd been gone. He'd been dust. He could have killed him, eliminated him forever. But instead, Jesus leaves up us an example and says, it is written. The enemy comes at you, you say, 
It is written. It's written. I'll never forget the enemy coming to me in Cincinnati when our son relapsed and couldn't have his, his bone marrow transplant. Oh, he came and right there on the Erkenbrecher Avenue in Cincinnati, I'm saying, I'm pointing the enemy and saying, it is written. Get in his grill with the Word of God. It works. It's safe. If it was good enough for Jesus, don't be telling him what you read in a book. He'll laugh at you. He will. Ephesians 6. Verse 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He said, you're going to be able. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Again, he says, therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with... What's that word say? Truth. Remember Jesus in, in John 17, He said, He's praying to the Father. He says, Sanctify them by Thy Word. Thy Word is truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Your loins girt about with truth. Just a direct referral to the Word of God. Having put on a breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with what? The Gospel. of The Word. So we're covering the feet, we're covering the belt, the loin area, with the Word. He says, above all, taking the shield of faith. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. That's three things. And what else does he say? He lists the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The whole armor of God, four things are referring to the Word of God. I wish the enemy would just leave me alone. Put on the armor that you'll be able to stand. Psalm 30, or Isaiah 34, 16 says, Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. It doesn't say, Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and understand. It says, Just read it. Meditate on it. Psalm 119, 130, the end of that verse where he says, uh, the entrance of thy word gives light. The, the next part of that says, it gives understanding to the simple. The word does. The, it, it'll give you understanding. Oh, it will. If you've got to understand everything you read in here, I give up. There's, there's way too much. I do, there's way too much I don't understand. But what I do is enough. Because His Spirit lives inside of me. He leads me into all truth. I'm telling you, we're, there, there's coming a day we want to, the, the church truly is asleep and we want to pretend like this day is not coming. And I'm telling you as a brother in Christ, there's coming a day when your life and my life is going to change drastically in this country. Promise. 
promise. Read the news. Watch the news. Read the paper if you can stand it. It's coming. It's coming. They're going to come after your guns. Can't get their guns. They're just going to make sure you can't get ammo. Oh, how many of you got 22? Good luck getting shells for it. Good luck. Walmart had them for a long time. It's a plan. It's a plan. And you and I have got to have our spiritual weapons on. We, we don't need a gun if we got the sword of the Spirit. Man is going to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. When the day comes, I, I don't know what it will be like. I, we'll just move in with Clifton's, huh? There you go. It's coming. The, de the day is coming. And you and I have got to have something discerning our thoughts because there's going to be widespread panic. It's already happening. People are just beside themselves. Perilous times are going to come. Paul told Timothy, perilous times are coming. They're here. You better get the Word of God inside of you, church. I, if you've ever gotten a warning from this brother, it's tonight. Get in that Word like you've never been in it before. You're going to need it. Like you don't now. 1 Peter 2. I heard the dumbest thing I've heard on TV in a long time. And that's a statement. One of the news, it was on 6 or 10... They said, oh, get ready for our next story. Uh, scientists are finding that uh, mother's milk can harm children. I thought, really? You're this desperate for something, for a new story? You've got to put something like that on there? I guess God didn't know what He was doing. Again, are you serious? Verse 1 and 2. Therefore laying aside, in chapter 2, therefore laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the, the sincere or pure milk of the Word that you may what? That you may grow. We've got people who have been coming to church for 20 years who still have a binky around their neck. Trying to grow outside of the Word of God. I, I, I don't care who you are, what title you have, how long you've been coming, you and I still have to have the Word of God in us day and night. There's no exceptions here. When you and I lay the Word down, craziness takes place. When we leave the Word of God alone, I promise you insanity will become real in your household because without it, you understand that there's not a person in this room that's not a misfit without God. We're all mess. People say, oh man, they're really strange. Hello. You don't have family reunions? 
We're all weird. We're all in need of the Word of God in our lives, something to, to light our path and, and to give us clear direction. Jesus said the way that leads to life is, oh, and it's narrow. I told you before, I remember working with that clown uh, down in Belfry. We were working probably 80 feet in the air, and we were on uh, two four-inch beams. They were six feet apart. We had, we had to walk down uh, about 40 feet and build a platform for the, for the welders, for the pipe fitters. I said, let the pipe fitters build their own. Good grief, you got time for an act of contrition before you hit the concrete. That's a long way down there. Listen, no one had, my buddy, his name was Dorsey. Dorsey didn't have to say, now Bruce, you stay on that beam. You walk straight. You know, I wasn't going to say, no, watch this. And yet that's what we do with the Word of God. Where it's the only safe place to be is on that path. Jesus said, oh, wide is the way it leads to destruction. You're going to find all kinds of things there. He said, but narrow is going to be the way to life. Well, what's on it? How do I know if it's narrow? Remember what John the Baptist came out? He came from the Jordan baptizing. What was he saying? Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make His paths straight. A path. Not a road, a path. This is the path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's a path we have to be on. The church is just... We want an eight-lane highway. Anything goes. Well, I know, but this is 2013, you know. Things have changed. Yeah, and for the good, right? We've really come a long way, baby. Backwards. Because we've left the Word of God. The church will not meditate. You could save pastors so many headaches if you'd meditate on the Word of God day and night. Ed would be bored. He'd be bored. He'd be like the, the, the Maytag repairman. If we would meditate on the Word of God day and night. Because he said, whatever you do is going to prosper. You're going to be by that tree planted by the rivers of water. You ever notice what kind of trees are by rivers of water? And maybe you spend much time outside in the woods. What kind of trees you see by rivers of water? They're sycamores. Look where a sycamore is. You'll find it around a pond. You'll find it around a spring. And I, I have a sawmill. And if you've ever cut, I've cut all kinds of wood with my sawmill. I have an old circular sawmill. When I cut sycamore, you've got to have a shield because it'll give you a shower. It's so full of water. He said, that's how, that's how you're going to be. You're going to be like that tree planted by the rivers of water. You could just be so full, so healthy if you'll just meditate on my word day and night. You'll be like that tree. Proverbs 6, we're winding down. Verse 20. My son, keep your father's command and do not forsake the law of your mother. Bind them continually upon your heart. Tie them around your neck. be a great place to tie the word of God, wouldn't it? Close to you. Look what he says. When you roam, they'll lead you. When you sleep, they'll keep you. When you awake, they'll speak with you. For the commandment is a lamp 
and the law a light, reproofs of instruction are the way of life. He's covered every base. When you roam, they'll leave you. When you sleep, they'll keep you. When you're awake, they'll speak with you. This word will, he said. This word will do that. It'll lead you. It'll guide you. It'll talk to you. Why have we laid it down, church? Grab that sword and get it sharpened again. I would tell to every young person in here who is not married thinking about a spouse, you better get in the Word of God. You better have something discerning your thoughts. I love pastors' analogies that guys know how to dance, they just don't dance long. A woman is taken in by her knight in shining armor. Our daughter, I don't know if Nate would remember or not, but uh, she had someone call for her when she, what I considered was too young to date. It wasn't like she was 18 or anything. She, she was probably 14. I don't know. And some, some boy called and Nate answered the phone. I don't even remember what his name was, but uh, Nate took the phone and he said, Bonnie, it's Bobby or whoever it was. I remember grabbing that phone. I put it right in my mouth and said, tell him I don't like him. He never called back. I don't know who he might have been a nice kid, but she was way too young. And I told her, I said, I'm going to tell you what, sweetheart. I am not going to let some unsaved boy steal your heart. I will not let. When you're 18, you can, you can do what you want. But as long as you are under my care, there is going to be, you are not going to go out with an unsaved boy because you're going to start out unequally yoked. And he has the potential to steal your heart and steal you from God. I'm not going to let it happen. What are you going to do? I said, I'll beat him up if I have to. Or I better not tell that story. All because. But, but he's cute. Yeah, bring him here. I'm going to show you how cute he is. He doesn't love God. He won't love you. If he doesn't love God, he won't even know how to treat you. He doesn't meditate on this word day and night. He will treat you like a dog. This is where we learn to treat our wives, right? Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave Himself for it. It's in here. You want to know how to raise kids? You want to know how to conduct a marriage? You want to know about finances? I'm done. I pray. Listen to this. These, this is not an exhaustive list. These are things, these are benefits from meditating on the Word of God. This is what you and I can get out of the Word of God. These are the very things we've read. Growth, peace, discernment. It's a sword, a shield, a covering for our loins. A lamp, a light. Jeremiah calls it fire in the bones. It's life wherewithal. Does a young man cleanse his way? There's a cleansing that takes place with it. It leads you. It keeps you. It speaks with you. It's like, it, you ever seen the commercials where, where uh, the fishing magician, this thing does it all. 
That's the Word of God. This does it all. It really does. It does it all. It's everything you and I need. We just need to meditate on it day and night. Wouldn't it be kind of crazy if you had, if you were real sick and you were going to die, and you had right there, this, look, all you got to do, you drink that serum right there, it'll heal you. And you would say, I'm busy. You don't understand. I mean, I work a lot. I got a bunch of kids. You, but all you got to do is you just drink this word. It'll give you. You don't know my life. You don't know what my house was like. I mean, we got so much. I am busy. Wouldn't that be insane? And yet, that's what we do. God says, "I've got what you need." One of his disciples asked him, hey, where are we going to go? you got the words of life. The words of life. They're life to all their flesh. Life. Physical life. Life to your flesh is right there on your lap. If you and I will read it, it's life. Health. Health. I heard someone say a long time ago, you need to quit taking pills and take the gospel. I'm not saying if you're taking pills, you're evil. The day comes when i got to take them, I will. But I'm still going to get in that Word every day. It's life. I, it, God says, I'm going to breathe health and life into you if you study my Word. Bodily exercise profits little. God, you want something better than bodily exercise? Right here. It'll be life, health to your flesh. I wish I had time. I'm busy. But we, we all need a sign that says vacancy from the neck up. I'm telling you, we, we don't get this. We keep wanting our situations to change, but we're not willing to do what God says to do. God said, don't worry about your situation changing. I want to change you in your situation, and this is how it'll happen. Because you're trying to live by bread alone. He said, you've got to live by every word that proceeds out of my mouth. You read this. Just let me fill you with life. I would tell a young believer, you consume this. I would tell someone that's been saved 40 years, you consume this. This is the only answer. There, this is the only plan there is. There's not going to be another edition come out. This is it. And yet, it's all we need. Everything we need is right here between these pages. Everything for life. Go ahead and stand. You got music? I got, I got to ask you, first of all, if you're born again. I look around and I, I want to think everyone is. Is your name written in the book of life? That's how you're born again. If your name's not written in the book of life, you need to come and give your heart to Christ. Turn your life over to Him. Repent. Confess your sins. Invite Christ in your life. That's how you become born again. That's pretty simple, isn't it? You are born again and you've laid this down 
And you've just said, man, I'm just, I'm too, I can't do this. If what I'm saying is making sense to you, say, I got to get back in it. The things are going crazy. The Word of God tells us God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and power and of a, this is where your sound mind comes from, church. This is where your sound mind comes from. When you go through the fire, you won't be burned. When you go through the flood, you will not drown. God says, I'm with you to deliver you. It's in here. Read it. Encourage yourself. We need to encourage ourselves. Get that faith built up. Go ahead and play something, Mike. If it's you, you just need to come up here and ask God. Say, God, give me hunger and discipline. 